If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue broncos country is sitting in the south stands drinking the curves from mile high the best part of the Hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend. Having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And don't take our word on Elixinol, take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer's a huge fan of the Hemp Balm, a topical pain reliever that is just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase will go to a non-profit of your choice when you visit elixinol.com to get yours today. Well, Zach, the last two headlines on this podcast have revolved around Chris Harris Jr., and I think we're going to have another one today. There have been some developments, and it sounds like it's a pretty healthy back and forth going right now. And I got information on, I don't even remember what day it was, Thursday? Thursday, um, that the Broncos, when it, when it had been reported that the Broncos had made a counteroffer to Chris Harris's agent, that really wasn't the case. No contract was offered as far as I was concerned based on the sources I talked to. Um, fortunately didn't get clearance to report that, but you guys know how that goes based on the sources I had talked to. It wasn't a contract offer. So you could at that time surmise, okay, it was an, a, a, a pay raise or an incentive package. The more I dug and then eventually some other reporters were able to, uh, get a clearance to roll with it. The first thing that the Broncos offered was simply another incentives package, uh, which is that as as low ball as it gets, Zach? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's what they did last year. It's not even an, a low ball contract extension. It's a low ball, well, I mean, if you show up, we'll, we'll, we'll give you an extra $3 million if you get all pro and, and pro bowl. It, and the team wins 10 games. Yeah. Uh, what it w- was told to me is that the incentives were more player-based because Chris was upset that last year like, he played great. 
the rest of his teammates didn't, and he only got one of his elevators. Surprisingly, one of his elevators was at six wins, so <laughs> good for him. Um, so these were all player-based incentives, which I guess John Elway and the Broncos thought would be more appealing to Chris. Obviously, that didn't make them bite. The Broncos know how Chris is viewed around the league. Ryan, if these incentives uh, weren't just interceptions and things like that that he can kind of control, you know, Pro Bowl, that was one of them last year, all pro. It, it's, not, it's not a given that he's going to get that every year. Now, we know he's going to play to that level, but it's, it's even less of a sure thing that he's going to get those because the league just doesn't view him that way. He's not a big enough name. Until he was a free agent, then, of course, everyone's going to think he's great. Um, but there was the development moved on beyond that. But the interesting thing here, and this is based off of what has been reported and also based off of what we're hearing, the Broncos have yet to offer anything that went beyond 2019. And that is odd. And I guess it shouldn't surprise us too much. I don't know. I guess it should surprise us. We haven't discussed that once. We haven't discussed the Broncos just giving Chris Harris a raise in 2019 and then moving on in 2020. In fact, we just briefly discussed this before the podcast. That doesn't really make all that much sense. Not only does it not make sense, Ryan, it's bad business. Why Why would you do that? I, and I understand the human element. And of course, Ryan, you and I have both said, we hope Chris gets $100 million this year. Oh, oh, we, we want the best for him. He's a great guy. He comes on this podcast. Not my money. Exactly. And it, it's easy to say that, isn't it? And, and to advocate for Chris, and of course, we have never said anything, but this team is only better with Chris here. In terms of, do you want him here or not? No question about it. But Ryan... What What is the po- – I can't wrap my head around it. Why would that make sense? We need, like, music to play whenever I'm going to do a relationship uh, metaphor, like the newlyweds music or something. Yeah. Think of it this way, Zach. You got this girlfriend, right? You've been going strong for eight years now. You might be able to relate to that. And you know for a fact you're breaking up with her one year from today. Are you doubling down on all of her gifts? Double date nights. Uh, double birthday gifts. Double uh, Christmas gifts. Double Valentine's. You're giving her 24 roses for Valentine's Day. <laughs> knowing full well that you're going to break up with her one year from today. That doesn't make sense. That and, makes and no sense. No one's probably saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. No one is saying that because... If you are okay with losing Chris Harris Jr. next year, why would you do something in good faith? You wouldn't, would you? I wouldn't. And if you're doing this in good faith, Is like it, the Broncos did last year. Here's the one thing that I guess you, you could be saying. Let's do something in good faith for Chris now. So then when we come back to him next year with a smaller offer than what he's looking for this year, maybe they want to extend him next year three years 27 which even I mean you're you're talking about a 34 year old corner by the end of that but that's the only thing I can think of but why do that why not talk talk that now and that's what I was going to say it doesn't make sense 
You, you did the good faith thing last year. That carried over not even a full year. Now he wants more money. He wants the guaranteed money. He wants the to be the highest paid cornerback in the league or right up there. Um, and I, I don't blame him. You know, the Broncos did the good faith thing last year. After getting paid $15 million this year, let's say for some crazy, some crazy reason the Broncos give him $15 million this year, and then he's a free agent next year. Chris isn't going to say, okay, that $7 million that I got this year is going to make up for the, what, $20 million that I'm going to leave on the table to take another hometown discount with the Broncos? That, that simply doesn't make sense. If you're going to do that and, and try to get the good faith, well— Offer him fifteen million this year, and then next year it goes down to thirteen, and the year after that it's eleven, uh, and the year after that it's eleven too. And the first three years are fully guaranteed, maybe even you know a twenty-five million dollars signing bonus. Now it doesn't make sense just to give him money so that he can walk next year. Not only, but having this discussion at all about raising his pay just for this year is a a, a, a surrender of some power in the negotiations. Because you're admitting that he is getting to you by just not being here. And you're saying, okay, 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 okay. Like, we'll, we'll give you five more million dollars. Will you show up? And that's so out of character and perplexing to me because I just don't... If I'm John Elway, I'm saying, look, man, the deal is eight million. You already signed that. You have to be here. And if you aren't, not only are you going to lose the money that you are owed, you are actually going to have to pay us to not show up. Yep. It's not like Le'Veon Bell. This, is, this would be a, a breach of contract, which comes with fines. So starting in, in uh, mandatory minicamp, the Broncos could fine Chris Harris Jr. for not showing up. And they could end up making money off of Chris Harris Jr. not being here this year. Not only just not not paying him eight million dollars, but if he doesn't want to come, you know, until week ten, they might have they they might have to pay him a little bit. But they're going to end up he's going to end up having to pay them a large sum. So what I don't understand is why give away any of that power, which is what they're doing by offering this. And and the source I talked to essentially just said it's. It's kind of what Vaughn was talking about with, you know, taking care of the guys who have done all the right things. And I get that if you want them long term. If you don't want them long term, then you just stand pat and say, okay, maybe you even offer him a, a one year extension. So we'll give you an extra three this year, three and a half, get you up to 11 and a half this year, and we'll pay you 11 and a half next year. That still makes sense to me. Okay, you're doing something for him for the future. But again, if you aren't if you aren't bringing if you aren't having Chris Harris Jr in your long-term plans, stick your feet down in the ground and just say we're sorry, we're not resigning you because we don't we don't really want you beyond this year, but we already got you this year no matter what, so show up. Ryan, for these scoops, at least for these scoops, my source isn't John Elway. I, I'm not talking to him. I, I don't know if uh, you know you're talking to John. If if these other reporters are talking to John, it doesn't. This doesn't sound like John. This this sounds the furthest away from how John Elway would view this. And if you're going to do this, why now? Why now are you saying, you know what? I went on a nice vacation. I realized, Chris, I just really want you here. Wouldn't it make sense to, if you're going to just jump at this 
and just give him a pay raise just because? Wouldn't you have done that right when he missed OTAs or the, the beginning of the offseason program on, on, on April 2nd? Uh, or wouldn't last year you have said, you know what, instead of these incentives, we're going to give you this extra money or we're just going to sign you up? I, it doesn't make sense. This just seems like part of the negotiation process that whenever this wraps up or if it doesn't, I think we're going to look back and say, yeah, of, of course they weren't going to do this. The craziest part is the number. The craziest part, and it comes with the caveat that this stuff rolls over. It's not as if you get a, a lump sum of money to spend each year. You spend it out, and then next year it resets right to there. Yep. The Broncos, if they have $7 million just laying around right now, and they don't spend it, that's $7 million they have next year. Who is the number one free agent we talked about throughout the process before free agency? For for the Broncos to sign. We said, this guy is going to be a, a huge addition. He's a really great fit with Vic Fangio, et cetera, et cetera. Bryce Callahan. You know how much Bryce Callahan cost the Broncos? Seven. Seven million dollars. <laughs> they got our favorite free agent for that much money. And they're just going to hand it over to Chris Harris Jr. because he has them pinned in a corner because he doesn't he's not showing up. I don't get it. Also, would it make sense? On the football field? Now, of course, crunching numbers. On the field, yes, Chris makes sense. But crunching numbers, Ryan, we've heard it from Vic. We've seen it for the past 30 years, and we've heard from Vaughn. This defense doesn't need shutdown corners. Vaughn said uh, everything is not on the no-fly zone anymore. It's spread without. So why would you pay a guy 15 at one's cornerback position, 7 at another cornerback position? You've invested, I guess, only one third-round pick now that's still on the defensive side of the ball in that position. And you're paying Kareem Jackson $11 million to be half, half a corner, half a safety. What's interesting here, though, is that Kareem Jackson still isn't playing corner. And I don't – was the Kareem Jackson is playing corner thing a negotiation part of the, the Chris Harris thing? Where they're saying, like, well, we don't really need you. We have Kareem Jackson. Mm. Because the more I sit here, the more I look at it and I'm like, Cream Jackson isn't playing corner. He's going to play safety now, and he might be a corner in some packages on the field, but why? I don't know. He needs to practice there eventually. You'd think so. And so I get that uh, Vic said there's more to learn in this defense at the safety position, but I, I think maybe that was part of the negotiations. I don't know. They're still calling him within the building the highest paid 30-year-old corner in NFL history. Mm -hmm. So they're still trying to, to keep that narrative alive while he's not practicing there on the field. And I guess maybe he'll be there today to, to throw us a, a curveball. But I just – I think the most the Broncos could give up, just, just for the sake of giving it up, would be $3 million dollars. To bump him over the 11 mark? And, and it's a number that's not really worth anything. You know, well, it's $3 million. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take, I would take $3 million and never work a day in my life. But I I think, you know, in, in NFL terms, $3 million is not going to really buy you anything. What's that get you? Zach Kerr? Yep. With all due respect, I yep. love Zach Kerr. A, a but, backup. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a depth. A, yep. a solid... In, in baseball, they would call it a replacement-level player. Mm -hmm. Just, a, you know, a guy. Um, and I hate saying that because I really do love <laughs> Zach Kerr. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, that's what that's what it comes down to. So I can see them just saying like, all right, let's just three million bucks. Can we just settle this thing for three million bucks? Get him up to eleven, so he feels like he's not you know being slighted by being the second highest paid secondary member on the team. Take care of it, clean our hands, and go on. That's all I can see. But Ryan, it's being thrown out there and suggested by reporters in this market of fifteen million for this year. This year, $15 million, then let him walk next year. That, that makes zero sense to me. And the $3 million does make sense. And, and I could see that happening. John saying, okay, you know, I really did get a steal of a deal. But remember, Chris accepted it. John didn't force that deal down Chris's throat. There were benefits for Chris when he accepted that. But going back to this $3 million, I could see that happening. And you know what? Maybe, maybe what I can see is the Broncos then giving $4 million of really tough incentives for him to get $15 million potentially. But that would be a Peyton Manning model of win a Super Bowl is, what, a million? Make it to the Super Bowl is another million. Uh, maybe playoffs is another million. And then maybe he has one personal incentive in there as well, an all-pro or something. So, you know, if everything goes great and they win the Super Bowl, then then Chris gets his $15 million. I cannot see the Broncos parting with they would pretty much be doubling his salary if they were to give him 15 million. You're and you're giving away the money that you could use to get his replacement next year. Mm-hmm. You're literally giving it away. Like I don't mean that in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> you're handing it over with nothing coming to you in return. Yeah. This every time I think about this and I try to say okay, maybe I can, I just stop myself and say this is the furthest thing from a John Elway move. And, and unless over this weekend, number seven stepped down and I didn't hear about it, I can't wrap my head around this, Ryan. You mentioned the first deal that he took, or technically the second deal. You want to know an interesting narrative that floats around this building regarding that deal? What's that? That it wasn't a hometown discount at all. In fact, at the time, Chris Harris Jr. became the highest paid number two corner in the NFL. Mm. that's that's the way some look at it here and i don't know who but that's how john looks at it potentially i mean and and you know maybe someone out there saying that's a that's disrespectful to chris harris jr because you can't call him a number two corner when akib was here who was the one akib is matching up against julio jones right when he's in town you know so he was the number one corner uh, and that's not that is not a disrespect to Chris Harris Jr., but he became the the highest paid number two in the league, and that's why there's there's two sides to everything, and that's why. It, but with all of these reports, Ryan, and what you're hearing as well, things aren't going to get decided today. Probably, it, you know, it, it's a it's a long term process of talking, and that's why I'm surprised that so many offers are. I guess, conversations were happening at the end of last week. It seemed like they were really trying to, to roll things up, and then the weekend came, and everyone said, okay, it's still going to take some time. be interesting to see where this goes. If it ends up being a two-year deal, all this will make sense to me. If it ends up being a three-year deal, great. If it ends up really just being a one-year deal and Chris Harris Jr. walks away with $15 million, I will be blown away. I will be, too. I will be shocked. Blown away. So... We'll keep a close eye on things. Ryan, uh, rookie minicamp or mandatory minicamp, two weeks away from today. I think he can lose. Do you think the weather will be nice by then? Oh, 
I hope so. It'll be June by then. I mean, we're almost to June, and we're dealing with what? So this is some, like, end-of-October football weather? Somehow, it's so bad that I have, like, the mix of springtime allergies <laughs> and, like, winter cold symptoms. <laughs> not your favorite combination. That's not okay imagine. with me. <laughs> um, I, you know what else isn't okay with me? Turning on my heat on full blast <laughs> at the end of May. Well, you do that all the time, though. Regardless. So. <laughs> no, I like my car to be naturally hot. I just, I'm, I'm shook by the weather. <laughs> We're probably going to have an indoor practice today, which is way harder to see everything. Mm-hmm. Won't be as, we won't, we won't learn nearly as much. So is, are the Broncos soft if it's indoors? No, no, it's rainy. <laughs> it's like misting. It's almost snowing. The Broncos, they have what? two and a half, I guess three practice fields outside. Since the last practice of last year, no one has stepped foot on two of them because they've been they've been growing it and it looks beautiful. It's in perfect conditions. Could you imagine them just going out there and absolutely ruining five months of preparation on that field? And anyone who knows anything about that type of grass, is it's expensive. Oh, yeah. So... Um, They've got a team of people that just work on the grass, paying full-time salaries. Yep. So, yeah, this one will be indoors. Uh, And it's not because they're soft. It's because (laughs) they don't want to ruin good football fields. If Vance was still here, it would be because they're soft. That would be the narrative. That would be the narrative. (laughs) Um, Some quick other housekeeping items. Zach, I'm going to have to have you vouch for me on this one. But (laughs) I told you, what, four or five, four months ago? Yep. That Chad Kelly would be an India, Indianapolis <laughs> yep. Colt. I yep. told you guys on this podcast. I thought, I thought that would like be a usable scoop when I said it four months ago. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess what? Here, here's my here is the scoop. Chad Kelly moved to Indianapolis <laughs> a long time ago. You you don't think Chad is moving to Indianapolis if there's not a job lined up? Is that what you're saying? Uh, most people don't move to Indianapolis. <laughs> Just because they're a big fan of Prime 47 <laughs> and Steak and Shake. <laughs> it, that's, that's fun for a weekend. It is. Uh, it can be. <laughs> as long as you don't get uh, caught up in the midst of a drive-by. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did we ever tell that story? <laughs> I don't think we did. We, I don't think we can get into it if we're not talking blood. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're quite right on that. Uh, that one's a, that's one for the golf course <laughs> yep. when, we, uh, when we have the BSN open. Um, most people don't move to Indianapolis unless they have a reason. <laughs> and why would the Colts not do this? Well, just it's just interesting that they, I mean, they essentially told him however long ago, unless he's just into making rash decisions, and they were like, hey, we're interested. And he's like, cool, I'm moving there. Um, which I know some girls who would act like that. Um, but... I think they told him long ago, hey, we're gonna, we have a spot for you. We're going to sign you up. Um, it's a low-risk move for them. He throws the ball the same way as Andrew Luck, which I've always noticed. He's a U-thrower rather than a C-thrower, <laughs> which uh, is a kind, of rare, kind of rare. It didn't used to be. If you look back at like old, old football, you'll notice that. Mo- and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just hold your hand the way – like if you hold your hand like a U and throw it, that was way. That's the way that people used to throw it. That's the way Luck throws it. If you think of the way, if you're thinking yeah. of like a highlight of Drew Locke, you, you hold your hand and it looks like a C. So there's C well, throwers and U throwers. 
And that's why the whole football world revolves around CU. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see what you did there. <laughs> I did that. I really wasn't all just building up for that punchline. <laughs> but um, all of that information before was made up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of those guys are youth throwers. So maybe that's something that they think, you know, the, re- the receivers get used to seeing it come out of the hand that way. I don't know. But also, you've got a talented kid. Um, it's kind of crazy that he's gotten this many chances. It, it is wild. It shows you the talent. The talent's there. Ryan, do you know who Jordan Thompson is? Sure don't. That's who the, that's who the Colts cut in order to sign Chad Kelly. So probably makes sense, right? Isn't that kind of sad, though? Like, and I hope it all works out for Chad Kelly, and I hope he doesn't get in any more trouble. But let's say he gets a misdemeanor. Let's say he gets like a misdemeanor fighting charge at Prime Forty Seven late at night, and and, and the cuts end up calling him. The the Colts end up <laughs> cutting him. That Jordan Thompson guy like lost his job because of really like NFL. Um, lineage bias what would it i mean yeah you're right how many chances is this five yeah six yeah you go back all the way to college and all the incidents that were brushed off in college i think there's at least three in college so getting drafted in the nfl was already like fourth chance yep so this is chance number five for him he's a pretty relevant mr irrelevant very relevant and again You'd be silly to act like his uncle being Jim Kelly doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. There, there were there were rumors that Jim called John and and really vouched for him in order for the Broncos to draft him. Yeah, absolutely. You think my uncle could do that to John? I don't think so. <laughs> Much as I like your uncle, <laughs> old Uncle Jim. Did I get it? No, mm. no. He, David. Uncle David. You know, you know, middle name. Wow. Guess how many Uncle Davids I have. Come on. <laughs> three. I have three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, um, there's two definitions of the word uncle, right? You've got your mom or dad's brother. Right. Or your mom or dad's yep. sister's husband. Exactly. I have zero of the first variety. You have, really? Yep. And I only have one of the second variety. How does that... I can't wrap my mind around that. My mom or dad, neither of them ever had a brother. Uh Uh-huh. And then I only have two aunts. So each of them only had one sibling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And only one of them is married. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I also... uh, This will probably really blow your mind. I only have one cousin. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Ever? Only well, no. Good question. Unfortunately, one of my cousins oh, passed away. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. But two, co- uh, even that. Like I've had two cousins in my life. Most people, like my girlfriend, has like 38. I was gonna say I'm probably I'm way closer to 38 <laughs> than I am to to that number. Uh, so yeah, my my family's pretty small. <laughs> which nice and cozy. Yeah, it is. You can pretty much get the whole family. At um, at a Thanksgiving dinner, my mom is always so disappointed when there's only like 15 people showing up to uh, to events. Anyways, back to football. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never had a 15 person <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, back to football. 
are my one uncle can't get me uh, far in the NFL world is what I was uh, bring that all the way back around. Uh, so anyways, Chad Kelly getting another shot. We wish the best for him. It is pretty crazy that he's getting shot number five here. Um, there are a lot of people who would have, wouldn't have got that. May not even gotten number two. Exactly. And Ryan, speaking of getting another shot, we both knew he was going to get another shot, but Shane Ray... Finally, I mean, what are we that we're almost June with this great weather outside? Shane Ray finally signs with the team, signs with the Ravens this weekend. One year, one million dollars. Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't even know those were those deals existed. <laughs> I've never heard of a one for one. That's incredible. And two hundred thousand guaranteed. <sighs> Kevin Hogan almost got that much. Didn't he get three hundred thousand? Did he? I, I thought he. I thought he got like one eighty or something. Okay, okay. Just and then under. Brett Rippon got like a hundred. Oh my gosh! And this is a former first round pick comparing him to Brett Rippon, who is an undrafted free agent rookie. A former first round pick. It's not as if he's never produced. Nope. I forget the numbers. What some people say he had an eight sack season. He says he had a ten sack season. Is that what it is? Yep. An eight-sack season. Yep. The second year. he if was. He trend- had- I think it started at four his rookie year, eight the next year, trending up. If he had eight sacks last year, probably be getting $8 million this year. Absolutely. But he had, what, do you have zero? Yep. Oof. Well, he's getting one more than the, than the sack <laughs> numbers tell us. Um, again, we wish the best for Shane. That is just crazy. That is mind-blowing. I thought he was going to get a pretty good prove-it deal. I mean, talking at least six million. And what Shane, uh, Shaq got one for five. Yep, <laughs> five times. Yep, he you got five times what Shane got. That is that is mind blowing. And Ryan, you wonder if Shane wishes he handled things differently here. Now, it, it, he he didn't necessarily you know blow off the Broncos after they didn't pick up his fifth year option, but he had the injury he was going through, and certainly things did not go on the field and off field did not go the way that Shane wanted last year. He was never going to stay here. You and I knew that pretty much from the moment the Broncos did not pick up his fifth year option. He probably would have got more, right? It, it, if everything worked out, had he? Uh, I hate to say he he didn't handle things the right way, but. I think it's fair to say that he changed a little bit when the fifth-year option was not picked up, and I think that's fair. Sure. It's human nature. You don't feel wanted. I mean, we can go, go down the same road. <laughs> of if someone tells you they're breaking up from you a year from now, you're not feeling the love in the relationship. <laughs> but you have to stay in it. Yeah, for some weird reason. You're like locked into a lease. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you got A really expensive lease. <laughs> you can't break the lease. <laughs> um so it's fair. It's understandable. But let's just say he like worked twice as hard to be a great Bronco. And heck, look, maybe he even got elected a captain, you mm-hmm. know, in this alternate universe where he did every single thing right, was motivating every player, stayed l- got here early, stayed late every day, you know, did yep. everything that you could ever ask of a player. And then he he sits on the market for two two three months how long has it been it's been a long time it's been three months three months maybe the broncos come back eventually and just say hey we'll give you you know one for four right apparently they've just got seven million just hand out (laughs) 
which I don't think they do. But you, you get what my point is. Mm-hmm. Maybe they said, like, you know what? Shane Ray, he did really work hard. We do need depth at the position. Let's go offer him one for four, one for three, one for two. That's double what he got. <sighs> That's crazy. That is crazy because he's talented, and typically teams pay for talent, not what you have or haven't done in the past. Yep. Is Terrell Sugg still playing? At Arizona. You're Arizona Cardinals. He's not a, he's not a Raven anymore. Nope. So, so he's going in there to replace Terrell Suggs. Right? Isn't that where he went? I didn't Am I thinking of a different Baltimore pass rusher? Is there another one? No, I think it's him. You're going to have to look that up. <laughs> I, I thought he was a Raven for life, even though he's like almost 40. He, yep, Cardinals. I think he got one for eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's going so down they, to his hometown team. That's sweet. 30, my Cardinals, baby. 36 years old. My Cardinals. He's going to have a big year. Didn't they also get like Dwight Freeney at the end of his career? The Cardinals? Yeah. I think so. Uh, They got, I want to say, one more player like that at the end of their career. Yeah. Yep. That's where where you go to retire, Ryan. It makes sense. (laughs) That's where a lot of people go to retire. And so Terrell Suggs' career is now over. He will not be producing anymore. Oh, no. These Cardinals are different. He could have an, a man. If if this offense is what you expect, this is a pass rusher's dream. Exactly. Where teams are going to have to throw to keep up. Exactly. I feel like the Chiefs would have been smart to get Terrell Suggs. I mean, they've would Terrell was Terrell Suggs a first round pick? Had to have been. I imagine he had to have been. That would just out of another Ball first so hard round university. But then <laughs> what? First round pick out of Ball so hard university, <laughs> as he liked to call it, which some for some reason was ASU. Mm. Yep. Yep. Tenth overall pick. That was a uh, wow! I did not know that he was no longer a Raven. Missed that one. Shane Ray, Terrell Suggs, one for one trade. Maybe maybe they're on the losing end of that one. Who? The Ravens. Yeah, I think so. I would. Uh, it's just so different. Clearly, the Ravens are building for the future. Yeah, and that's fair. They should be. They have a, a rookie quarterback. They are going to have to teach him how to complete passes. <laughs> But if they get that down, <laughs> they got a bright future ahead of them. It, when they get that down, he'll have another like three months of, of good leg work. Yes. All right. I think it's a high time for a break. So let's go ahead and grab that break. When we come back, plenty more to talk about, including your questions from the weekend. The Greg Mastriona Golf Courses at Highland Hills offer something for everyone. With a championship 18-hole golf course, the regulation 9-hole blue course, and two par threes, golfers of all skill levels will find exactly what they're looking for. There's a lot of opportunities for families to enjoy the game of golf together here. as We do have multiple courses, all different skill levels, so it's a great place to teach and develop really a good way for families to you know grow their skills and enjoy the game together that was alan brown he's the director of golf over at highland hills if you're busy at work all day don't worry at highland hills it's never too late to start a round of golf well highland hills has a fantastic pay for what you play program it is designed for the player to play after four o'clock or five o'clock in the evening and you check in you play as many holes as you can until dark and then you come to the pro shop and we give you a rain check for any holes you don't finish we also do a really fun event glow golf on our par three golf course one time a month 25 dollars no cart but we give you glow balls 
it's a fantastic way to have some fun with friends and get out and enjoy the nighttime and the summertime here in Colorado. To learn more and book a tea time, head over to GolfHighlandHills.com today or call them at 303-428-6526. On here on the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And um, we mentioned Zach Kerr's name a little bit. I wanted to give Zach a shout out. Yesterday, I went to a event in Rhino called ThriftCon. I highly recommend if you're in Denver, you go to it next year. It was so cool because it's essentially all these people who surprisingly make like a living off of thrift stores or old vintage products, but they just find old sports gear or old gear that was, you know, fashionable then, fashionable now type of thing. What goes around comes around. And they all bring it. And you can, you know, most of these people sell it off Instagram or there's a couple, like, sites that are made for it. But I'm telling you, dude, the coolest Denver sports gear. Like, there's never been so much cool Denver sports yeah. gear in one place. Because what's, what's the coolest sports gear you want? It's the vintage stuff. I, I pretty much strictly look for vintage stuff. Like, <clears throat> my number one rule when it comes to buying Buffs gear is if it looks like if i've never seen it i have to buy it (laughs) so like i ended up buying this cu baseball jersey (laughs) just because i was like i've never seen anyone wear this so i want it um they had i mean anything from like a vintage john elway jersey to like some like goofy looking like bucking bronco thing that was you know people thought was cool in the 80s or something um, but it was awesome, and Zach Kerr was there with his new coffee company. Mm. Uh, it's called Woke, Woke Coffee, and uh, they had a booth set up there. I got a cold brew from him. The coolest part was I was just walking by, and he called me out. He's like, Ryan. I'm like, oh, what's up, dude? Uh, he's like, come come try some coffee. So I had a little bit of their cold brew. It was delicious. It woke you up? It definitely woke me up. Um mentally and socially (laughs) Uh, but it was really cool so if you guys are in denver go to thriftcon next year and i think zach kerr's woke woke coffee brand just started just launched like a week ago or something oh really yeah i think so i didn't realize that yeah it was good stuff i unfortunately don't have any espresso Mm, yet you need the espresso but cold brew cold brew packs a little more punch than iced coffee Definitely. Maybe like a middle ground for you. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm an espresso guy. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, as we move along here, should we just jump right into these questions? Let's do it. First one coming in from Lone Star Bronco. He says, "Hey guys, I recently received my copy. Take your eye off the ball. Being 26, I think it's really awesome to find so many other true football fans. I love the Broncos, but I genuinely just love football. I'll watch any game at any time." I don't know many other people like that in my area. I'm surrounded by Cowboys fans. This is our year every year type. So it's refreshing to find intelligent football talk. I won't be able to make it to the draft or BSN open. Funds and vacation days are going to my upcoming wedding and honeymoon. But we are trying to make Houston in December for the game. Love the pod and thanks for the book recommendation. Lone Star Bronco. Well, congratulations on the upcoming wedding. Congrats on the wedding. I will say... Not as cool as the fantasy draft and the BSN, <laughs> open, but a close second. Then the honeymoon's what a third, a, yeah, a distant yeah, third. Yeah, <laughs> unless you get to play golf, then it'll be a little better. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, definitely 
It's impressive um, how many people have taken that book recommendation and run with it, Ryan. Yeah. Can I recommend subscribing to BSM Denver? <laughs> it's the best book you'll ever read on the Broncos. It's uh, one that keeps on giving. A lot of people have. Yeah, it's a book that never ends. <laughs> Is that a... It's a good book that never ends. Right. It just, every time you get to the last page, another one appears. And in fact, you know what? Right now, it's only going to get better. I mean, they got to be better than 5 and 11, 6 and 10, right? You would believe so. But even if they aren't, the draft content will be great. <laughs> Uh, from Drop Switch, really a lot of interest about this. I don't know why. He says, hey, guys, any indication as to who our returners might be? Yeah, uh, Tom McMahon about a week ago gave a great indication. He said, the job's open for anyone. So, Ryan, are, are you in the race? Um, No. Oh. I'm not in any races. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you got to be in at least some races if you want to be in this race. <laughs> And that that's who it goes to, right? I mean, when when a guy gives you an answer like that, you got to look at the fast guys and, and who's out there, specifically the guys who don't have much value in other places on the team because you're not putting Emmanuel Sanders out there to return kicks. My prediction, Brendan Langley gets both return jobs. Mm, and that's what keeps him on the roster? That That's the, the big boost? That's, that's essentially their defense of it is they're saying like okay well brendan lang is our punt returner and our kick return and our gunner on punt team and so it, whether or not he contributes on offense is kind of you know secondary you know who could take that away from him is trinity benson the undrafted um free agent he got a ten thousand dollar signing bonus he typically in, in a returner in a punt returner you want a tiny guy isaiah mckenzie fast speedster small in a kick returner you want a big guy Brendan Langley, over six feet tall. Also, Devontae Booker. Also was... fast. Exactly. Exactly. Those type of guys. Trinity Benson kind of fits both molds. You know, when you originally look at him, you say, okay, he's a small speedster. And then you realize he's six feet tall. He could fit both of those roles. So, punt returner, kick returner, and gunner. You know what I call that? What? The Trinity. <laughs> the Holy Trinity wow. of special teams. Wow, that's beautiful. So he's gonna have to uh he's gonna have to dethrone uh Brandon Langley in that regard. Man, that's impressive. Speaking of thrones, you got any hot Game of Thrones takes for us? I know nothing that happened. I uh, yeah, me either. Um How? I th- I thought you're just the hip guy who knows everything. Yeah, I'm hip because I live in the now. <laughs> I don't need some medieval fantasy stuff. I need to be looking forward. I honestly can't believe how big of a deal it is. Hey, I I'm, I mean, I'm not the type of person who's like, Psh, like I don't watch Game of Thrones. That makes me cooler, even though I just joked around. <laughs> um, you guys got to like what you like. I just have a strict, a strict list of things that uh, any show has to meet to get my attention, and it just doesn't mean my... It doesn't meet my requirements. Because it's not futuristic? No, it's not relatable to me. That's There was a Starbucks cup in one episode, though. That's relatable to me. <laughs> it actually turned out it wasn't a Starbucks cup. Oh. Starbucks got like millions of dollars worth of free advertising, and it wasn't even their coffee cup. Wow. Should we give a shout-out to whoever coffee cup it was? It was Strava Craft <laughs> Coffee right <laughs> there. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um. But yeah, good good for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm glad it's over because it's like the one thing that people talked about online that I didn't understand. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know, but Ryan, this coming in right now, the Broncos 
are going to have over 130 Colorado high school football coaches watching OTAs today. Thanks for the update. <laughs> <laughs> May, hey, if you're one of them, come say hi. You know what the real scoop in there was is it said the practice is indoors. <laughs> so that was what I took away from that email, which means we have to walk all the way over there in the rain. Mm, so they're soft. We're soft. I'm soft. I'm sick of this. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay being soft. I get softer with every year when it comes to the weather. <laughs> every year that there's a day like this, it's one year closer to me moving to Arizona, mm. covering my Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, I played golf this weekend, you know, a nice mid-May round of golf. It rained for the first three holes, cold rain with wind, <laughs> and then... I felt like it was warm after that because it finally stopped raining and being windy. It was 57 degrees. Like, I had to <laughs> warm up the hands before every shot. That sounds delightful. That never happens in Arizona. You sound like uh, Brooks Kepka yesterday. Man. Brooks Kepka got to be the mo- one of the most underrated golfers ever. All the guy does is win majors. And literally, that's all he does. He doesn't even compete in the other like he competes he doesn't even make any noise in the other tournament yeah majors come around he just wins if he's in the mix he's gonna win yeah except for obviously tiger beat him in the masters that's yep that happens sometimes in in golf but did he have the worst final round to ever win a majors was it the second worst final round i don't know um i saw like i wasn't gonna tune in all day and then i saw he was slipping and once I finally got home and turned it on, he was like putting for the win. <laughs> made it. I was like, oh, I guess I missed the excitement. <laughs> I loved afterwards, though. They were like, what did you think of the crowd turning on you? Because everyone started cheering for DJ Johnson. Mm-hmm. Or, is that his name? Uh, yep. Think Dustin so. Johnson. Okay. DJ. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that does not sound Zach right. Zach Johnson. That's a golfer. Yes. And so is Dustin. Um, Dustin Johnson was making a push and they started chanting like DJ, DJ. <laughs> and uh, he, they asked Brooks Kepler, like, what did you think? He's like, I mean, that's, that's what they should have done. I was choking it away. <laughs> like, why, why would they want to see me win after I had a terrible <laughs> round on Sunday? I was like, I appreciate that's that. That's amazing. Um, anyways, going on here. Next one here is from Aaron. He says, by the looks of the comments lately, the BSN Iowa family is growing. Uh, definitely the bsn iowa family runs deep it's huge you need to have like a a watch party at fong's pizza <laughs> uh he says one has bsn ever considered a slack or another app for all the subscribers to join it would be fun to be able to chat back and forth during the game or organize a mini bsn meetup yes and this is something i've been talking about for so long it's something i bring up in literally every meeting <laughs> i get which is um the bsn forum it's definitely in the works it will definitely be a thing someday. I have no idea on the timeline. There's so many different things going on. I wish we had, if we had a full-time developer, it would be a thing, but we are a small startup. And we can't afford that. <laughs> so I promise that there will one day be a BSN forum. It's, I push for it to be the first thing on the priority list every chance I get. So it'll, it'll come around. You're man of the people. I, I want to be in there. Like, I want to go on Twitter, and then when I'm bored of Twitter, I'll go on Instagram. When I'm bored of Instagram, I go on the BSN forum and hang out with the people, answer some questions, pose some questions, chat a little, you know. It's just like another social media forum. I guess you're not as much a man of the people as I thought. That's that's your last resort, Ryan? I'm highly addicted to Twitter. <laughs> I can confirm. So, that's not changing. 
it might be able to take precedent over Instagram. Mm. But I'm a very visually inclined person. So then Instagram's got to be one. No, no. There's too many... Un, there's not enough... Um, what's the word? Cleverness? Is that a word? Yeah, of course. I, don't, I understand what it means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Instagram isn't clever enough. It's not entertaining, but it is easy on the eyes. Yeah, that's why I like it. I don't have to worry about being clever. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> uh, he goes on and says, Fong's pizza and zombie burger are delicious. I was close. I called mm. it monster burger. Zombie burger. And here's a good question. He says, who is your Philip Lindsay sleeper prediction this year for guys who may surprise the national media? That's what made Philip Lindsay so good was he was a sleeper that comes around never. I mean, he, he was like one of two people to ever make the Pro Bowl as an undrafted rookie. And I think the other guy was on defense. I, I don't remember who it was off the top of my head. Philip Lindsay was the first person to ever do it on the offensive side of the ball. So I'll give my shot. But realistically, Aaron, I mean, we're, we're talking less than 1% chance this happens. Also, Philip Lindsay wasn't a sleeper. I had been talking about it since the day they picked him that he was going to be a beast. Yep. That's, I can confirm that too. So who is the, who will have the best season of the undrafted rookies? I'll just stay in state. Why not go Josh Watson up at CSU coming in as a pass rusher? Like you said, there's a hole there at pass rusher. Yeah, sure. (laughs) If I take out the S, you're all about that true um i would have to say it's going to be i don't know fullback george aston oh love me some (laughs) some ga as they call him i had someone in my head and then they went away malik reed i do yeah yeah malik reed he's better than josh watson i mean that that's probably you go to you go to that position is an easy one um why not Devonte Jackson? Just stick with the running back position. This is a guy who is tiny. Maybe he just slides into the roster, slides up the number one running back, slides through every defense. He's going to have to do more for me to even know who you're talking about when you said his name because it went right over my head. Yeah, number 48. Like many passes would go <laughs> over his. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, 48, that's going to be hard for me to – you're going to have to do a lot to catch my eye. <laughs> But he is fast. I'll give you that. I saw him bust a couple. Here's how about is this count as a sleeper? Devonte Bosby, mm. the boss. Mm. That's my sleeper pick. Yep, that's a good one. I mean, I'm excited to watch him today. It's probably the uh, the outside of quarterbacks. The one thing I got my eye on. All right, let's take another quick break here, and when we come back, we'll finish up the questions. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, It's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward, anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, They've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. 
Final segment on the BSN Broncos podcast. Ryan Konigsberg and Zach Stevens here at Broncos headquarters, and we're going to have to get to these questions quickly because we have work to do. Coming in from Wrath of John. John. He says, the Flacco lock saga is a mouthful. Can we go with Flacco Chronicles? Sure. The Flacco Chronicles. (laughs) I love that. Flacco. Makes me think of Waka Flacca. Mmm, Waka Flocka Flames. See, I know that, Ryan. There you go. <laughs> One time, Waka Flocka got kicked out of a Rockies game for being too uh, drunk and disorderly. Wow. Which I respect. Did he have a concert the next day? I think so. Or he had a concert the night before or something like that. I think he was sitting like one row behind me. Really? I think it was... I, I could be wrong. I think it was an April game two years ago. It was miserably cold. Sounds right. And Waka Flocka was just getting it? I think acting a fool. And you saw him get kicked out? Yep. I had no idea who it was. That's awesome. <laughs> what a legendary time. Um, next one here comes in from Z Christensen. And he's talking about the Flocko Chronicles. <laughs> 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 and he says... <laughs> you get really serious when you say it. Okay, guys, we're going to transition, talk about something. We're going to talk about the Flacco Chronicles. The Flacco Chronicles. Uh, he says, it's not about mentoring. It's about leadership and defining the culture of your team. Take it from a guy who's been there. He links to the Kurt Warner thing where he's just kind of like bashing on Joe Flacco. He says, must be an Iowa thing. Go Broncos. What is that supposed to mean? You don't think people are kind in Colorado? <laughs> Iowa does get the uh, the rap for being kind. Um, hmm. What do you think, both, I'm just going to say people in Nebraska are nicer. And wow. It takes a lot for me to say that. What? I never thought those words come out of your mouth. Are you going to talk about how welcoming Raiders fans have are? You ever, have you ever like met someone who is like annoyingly nice? Yeah. You're like, have you honestly ever said anything bad about anyone in your life? Like, you don't believe it. Right. That's how everyone, every single person I met in Nebraska was. Do you think if Nebraska would have beat CU, it would have been flipped? If anything, I think it would be the way it was that would make them right. a-holes. Right. Because we certainly were. <laughs> so, I don't, I just didn't get it. But I felt like I was being patronized with niceness. <laughs> By every person, and I'm like, unless they sent out a, a statewide email about, like, let's all patronize the CU fans, I think that's just the way they are. Maybe they're trying to get tourism. Could be. Speaking of that, when I was in Iowa, I don't know if I've told this story. I was talking to my Uber driver, and I was like, hey, like, this is a really nice place. I, I like Iowa. And he's like, are you, because he knew I was in the media, he's like, are you on Twitter? I'm like, yeah. He's like, will you tweet that? Because... <laughs> People just have this bad rap about Iowa, and we have such a hard time with tourism here, but, like, people don't realize that it is nice. And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess. I, like, tweeted out, like, man, I've been in Des Moines. I think it's actually a really cool city. (laughs) It got, like, I think I did tell this. It got retweeted by, like, the Des Moines, like, the Iowa Tourism Board. (laughs) Wow. It was pretty funny. The mayor and the governor. Pretty much. (laughs) So, anyways, both places really nice. Nebraska, like, weirdly nice. Never thought I would hear that out of your mouth. It was weird. <laughs> That's all I can say. Okay. Is it is it detrimental to the culture of the team for Joe Flacco to be slightly um, removed from mentoring Drew Locke? Let's remember what he said. He said, I'm here to win football games. I don't know how that could be detrimental. 
if he's doing all of the work that goes along with winning football games. That's what that's what Derek Wolf, Emmanuel Sanders, all the vets and all the rookies want to see from their quarterback is is he doing everything to help us win? Because Emmanuel doesn't care about who the the backup quarterback is if he's developing. Now he cares about him if he's better than Joe Flacco, but that's what these guys care about. So in terms of, of culture, you know that the people that should be the most upset about it is you guys, is the fans, is the people that care about the long-term plan uh, of the team. Now, we've told you why you shouldn't be upset about it and why you shouldn't care, but no way. I do not think that hurts the culture of the team at all. There are certain scenarios where I think the quarterback, it's part of their job description to be a mentor. And then one that comes to my mind is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, he needs to be mentoring Josh Rosen. Right. Because he's not good enough to take the team, he he hasn't proved that he's good enough to take the team to the highest heights. Now you may not know this, but the, the Dolphins, when they introduce Ryan Fitzpatrick, say he's in his prime. They, did they really say that? No, I'm saying did they? Like John oh, Elway oh, said oh, that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think they no. did. Um, they said he's a solid. <laughs> did they really say that? I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> um, I, I I think like there it should be understood like, hey, we need you to help the kid out. Yeah. Because he knows that. He's not like he's not the long-term starter there. For Joe Flacco, one, I believe he he thinks that you know he is is in the prime of his career, has at least three more good years in him, and his number one job is to try and win a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Whether that ever happens is is you know very much to be seen, but. I think as long as he is not an a-hole to Drew Locke, which I don't think he will be, I think all is right. All is fine. And Drew Locke and Joe Flacco are getting along just fine. Yeah, Drew Locke is pretty much taking every opportunity to defend Joe Flacco's comments. Yeah, exactly. That's just the legend that he is. (laughs) All right, uh, another one here from Bucking Broncos. He says, hey, what the heck is going on in Denver? Saw something saying Denver isn't trying to extend Chris at all. The Broncos are just going to give him a pay raise. I tend to trust Roto World, but that makes zero sense. All in all, go Broncos. Let's make it to Canton healthy. Well, I hope you enjoyed our first segment there, Bucking Broncos, and you're right. You're 100% right. And uh, it's, I guess, refreshing to hear one of you guys say, what in the world are they doing? Because I, I know some of you are like, yes, do anything to get Chris back. But And you guys are Broncos fans. You're not Chris Harris Jr. fans. Again, I'm all I, I, I'm all for Chris being here in the building. I, I'm, but it's my job to evaluate the decisions being made, and it just doesn't make it doesn't add up to me to just give to just give money. You already have the guy under contract. It does. I don't know. This would just go against everything. John always all, always been about you know getting the best deal, and goes back to his background car car dealership owner and and and, and doing that getting the best deal making a real process out of signing Von Miller, your reigning Super Bowl MVP, then just turn around and give Chris all this money would blow me away. It would blow me away too. Uh, All we can do, I guess, is wait and see what happens. It just seems like that would be um, very un-Elway-esque. Exactly. No buzzer beaters today. No buzzer beaters. uh, You guys are quiet. Very quiet. So uh, let's pick it up. Let's get some let's get some comments in there for tomorrow. We'll certainly have plenty to talk about after watching a full practice today. Luckily for us, maybe you guys read our mind that we would hit terrible traffic and be a little <laughs> late today, and we're running short on time anyway, so it works out well for us. Yep. 
Um, but the, the short podcast, that's your fault, not ours. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. We thank you for tuning in, for subscribing. Now, just so you guys know, when you subscribe, you get a free T-shirt. Um, that is a thing. Mm. So uh, you don't have to wait for a sale or anything like that. That's part of you joining the BSN family. I'm subscribing now. You should. You should. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the BSN Broncos podcast. And, of course, before we let you go, i got to tell you about LiveWell Enlightened Health. LiveWell is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-way half ounces and $60 pre-way ounces every day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area. Visit livewell.com slash BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell, spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. Talk to you guys later. It's getting-